Welcome back to After the Split. You already know it's the deep dive interview show going to the lives of speedrunners. As always, After the Split can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or pretty much any other place you can find podcasts. Now, the intention is to release an episode every two weeks, and this is the third episode that is released on time. So, you know, a little claps for that. Apologies for the mic feedback in the last episode. It was a new mic at the time with a faulty cable, and I didn't know until it was already recorded and published, so that kind of sucked. But hey, it should be fixed now. This week, I'm thrilled to have a much better gamer than myself, Rhino Feeder. So thank you for being here, Rhino. Uh, yeah, how's it going? It's, uh, it's going I'm, great. I'm happy yeah. to be here. How's your day going so far? It's it's going good. Uh, it's been super hot where I live, so the room I'm in right now is like, I'm super sweaty here, but we're going to make it through. It's going to be a good you time. You don't look sweaty, so that's good. Yeah, I'm trying. I actually, trying I don't think I've best. ever seen uh, your stream room with the sun out or with lights on pretty much. It's always like usually yeah, kind of later, a little gray. Well, in the summer, it stays light out, you know, gosh, where I live in, in the winter, it's dark by like 4 p.m. It's terrible. But in the summer, <laughs> we get really, really long days. So. Now, I've come to know Rhino for running Hollow Knight, but stayed very uh, for the very comfy streams during stuff like Bloons and Destiny. But before I butcher it, really, who would you say that you are? Yeah, sure. So I'm Rhino. Uh, I don't mind being called Alex as well. Um, I, I usually say that because like I've been Rhino Feeder on the Internet since I was like 13 years old. I got that name from an old Homestar Runner skit and it was kind of stuck for the rest of my existence. Um, and then I kind of hit a point in life as a grown adult. I'm like, you know, I, I don't mind being called my first name either because sometimes being called Rhino just feels weird. But I don't I don't mind either. Yeah, I would say as a streamer, um, definitely um, primarily a Hollow Knight speedrunner. That's definitely where I built most of my following. Um you know that i i've done i started out doing any percent um pretty early off during the pandemic actually i think that that's probably a common story with a lot of people that streaming and speedrunning was kind of a pandemic hobby um mine as well you know, actually I, yeah right yeah like mm -hmm. can't leave the house can't go anywhere got a lot of time to play video games and stream so that you no know, that was a hobby i i took up um and but with hollow knight i started playing the game casually um, I really, really liked it, and I found, and I just thought, hey, like I'm, I'm kind of good at this game. Like looking at guides <laughs> online, like I was looking at guides online and reading stuff and finding different Reddit posts. I'm like, man, I'm not having nearly as much trouble with a lot of these things as a lot of people are saying there. Like, and I had always been interested in speedrunning. Like, I found, I, I found out about speedrunning back in like middle school when I was like 11, 12 years old. I just find YouTube videos like, oh, look at this guy beating Super Mario World in 40 minutes, and I thought that stuff was cool um so the the stars kind of just aligned there i guess to give me that perfect opportunity and like I, I feel like hollow knight could be a good game to maybe try speed running and getting into um so yeah I, I started streaming that and got better and better as the years went on and started developing a following um these days like you mentioned i definitely do a little bit more variety these days um i think anybody who speed runs a game for a long time can attest that um burnout is a super real thing especially when you're playing at a high level for so long so Taking breaks, you know, I, I did some Celeste for a little bit. Uh, I stream a lot of Destiny, as you mentioned. A um, little bit of Bloons. It's a, it's a much more relaxing, chill game. I yeah. enjoy it a lot. Uh, uh, it, I mean, yeah, it's just Bloons chatting, but there's something on the screen. I actually, I've <laughs> never played Bloons. I don't understand what's going on to this day. But like, yeah, I'll go in. It's the good music. I'm vibing. Yeah, that, that's how it feels. Good like, talk. It's, um, yeah, Bloons. I, I, I often joke in my Discord that Bloon streams are like a glorified just chatting stream, more or less. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, interesting. With, I actually, I guess I thought that you were more of an old head runner. I didn't realize that you had only kind of started during the pandemic, which I mean is still yeah. almost three years at this point. But 
Yeah, it's funny you say that because like I'd always wanted to. Um, and the, I'm gonna sound like such an old man here, but like, <laughs> so, so like, I, I'm 30 for people who don't know. Um, but man, back when I was like in middle high school, like we didn't have Discord. YouTube was kind of like I remember when YouTube started. Like there weren't all these resources out there that made it so easy. Like, oh, I want to speed run this game. I'm gonna hop into this Discord with 500 other people who understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it was kind of hard. You kind of just had to. You know, maybe you'd watch YouTube videos, find like an online forum somewhere where people were, were talking about a game. Um, yeah, it, it, it's the, the world is so different nowadays with getting involved in gaming and speed running and competitive gaming. Like an, an example I'll make that I, I still laugh at to this day is, you know, um, I played Counter-Strike at a super, super high level when I was in like middle and high school. Oh, and dang. back then, yeah, back then Twitch streaming wasn't really around if you wanted to see how high level players played the game you had to go find like a recorded demo online somewhere that was just recorded from one player's point of view and there'd be like no no commentary no player audio anything so yeah honestly if i were born later i probably would have gotten speed running way way younger but i almost kind of wish resources are there now (laughs) Yeah, I wish I got into things like when I was younger, especially since yeah. I think the bar for what was considered good content was so much lower. Like yeah. you could upload just about anything and it's like, oh, this is funny. This is, you know, this is good. <laughs> Nowadays, like it's very, which is a good problem to have, but it's saturated mm-hmm. with just like too much good stuff that you really have to go above and beyond to stand out. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't really grasp that. Like the for most of my life like the thought of being the thought of making a living and making youtube content and streaming was like unheard of like oh yeah you would never ever think of that right but nowadays you know people are making millions on youtube like there, mm-hmm. there's kids half my age making like more money a month than i'll ever see in my life you know it's, it's a very different world we're living in and like you said it's not a bad thing it's it's really cool actually um and i, I, I think that's kind of spread to many areas of life outside of gaming even like you know, if, if you're if you're like a guitar player or something, you, know, you could it's mm-hmm. so much easier to, to find videos online like YouTube guides and tutorials of how to play the song I want to play. Um, so, yeah, th- there's just so much more. There are so many more resources out there these days that I think help people get into things, um, you know, in the context of what we're talking about, speed running in particular, um, that there's just so many more resources out there now that that are awesome to get into. I saw the craziest thing actually just this last weekend. Yeah. Went over to my uncle's. He's got uh three little kids and the youngest yeah. one, she's like three or four or something, like real little. And yeah. he showed me this video and she was like, Hi guys, this is my guide on the I'm like, Oh my god, how she even know like what YouTube is like <laughs> yeah, that, right. let alone making videos and it's like a dream occupation now, which I mean, yeah. I don't I don't remember exactly what I had the idea of as a, as a kid, but I guarantee it wasn't, you know, to make YouTube videos. No, now I definitely do it for not. Free. Yeah, right. You do it for free <laughs> for the love of it. Well, and that's another thing too. I've talked about with this with with some friends that I feel I don't know why, but I feel like streaming for whatever reason. It's like it, as an adult, I've noticed this. It's like the only hobby where when you tell someone like, "Hey, I do this." 
for some reason, so many people find it socially acceptable to go right to like, oh, how much money do you make doing that? Oh, yeah. And it's, it's such a weird thing. Like, because if you told somebody that like, oh, like I play baseball as a hobby, no one asked like, oh, how much money do you make doing that? But like, for some reason, the moment you say, oh, yeah, I, I stream in my free time. It's like, oh, how much money do you make doing that? And I've always I've always found that a little weird. But. I guess because it, it varies so much. Like someone, you know, you could have your your big dog millionaires, but you could also, right. hey, if you're making even just a living off of something, because it's out it's different still i think it's still unique enough that's like you i don't know i could be talking to junior jeff bezos or i could be talking to a homeless guy i don't know no it's funny you say that too because there's there's this one woman i met recently through like a professional network and like where i live and you know just it's kind of like just a it just pairs up different people that work in the tech field like in my city just kind of for random meetups periodically and this one woman i met up with She's talking to me and we're, I'm like, oh, yeah, I do some streaming on the side. She's like, oh, like, have you heard of Simply? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Well, I was like, oh, that's was like, that's like my stepmom's like, so, so, like, I'm making this up, but it was like some like not super distant related, mm -hmm. like distant family member. Like, what are the odds of that? Right. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I guess. So it's weird because I think of someone like Simply, like they're still they're a micro celebrity of sorts. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, if we saw him, we'd be like, oh, wow, you know, that's simply, but he goes to Target or something. He might not get recognized, like the cashier. Like, uh, I don't know who that is. And <laughs> isn't that the dream, though? Like, yeah, famous oh, yeah, enough for to sure. have a ton of money and enjoy life, but like you can still walk down the street in peace. That, that's the dream right there. <laughs> well, was, uh, so I guess it almost surprised me. Uh, my friend who got me into speedrunning and streaming in general, I was mm -hmm. just like, on Snapchat, he went to the last GDQ, and oh, cool. I just see a picture like him and Simply just in a hotel room together, like partying with a bunch of other people. And I'm like, oh wow, yeah, I guess it is that connected. I would almost think you're almost too big for that sort of thing after a certain point. Yeah, right. It's like it's it, it's crazy to think of these people like they are celebrities in our and also our small little mm -hmm. niche section of the world. These are like the famous celebrities that we have. It's crazy. All right, so I'm actually going to backpedal just a little bit. Sure. Uh, let the people get to know who you are a little more. And you talked about, and this is always my starter, so how you got your screen name. You said it was from uh, way back when. What, uh, yeah, what exactly yeah. was it from? Yeah, so it was from, um, for anyone who's familiar with the old Flash cartoon website, Homestar Runner. Um, I don't know if you are. But little Trogdor, I remember. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So in, in one of the uh, skits, uh, they're like what, they were called the strong, bad emails. And one of the one of the questions he answered, somebody asked him, you know, like if you were in a video game, what would it be? And one of the video games he was in was called Rhino Feeder. And I, I played it on my stream a while back just for the memes. Um, but I made that my like aim screen name back when I was in middle oh, school. Oh, like, dang. Yeah, like, that's that's how far back we're going here. Yeah, <laughs> we're going way back here. Yeah. And I just kept that as my screen name online ever since. Um, so, yeah, that, that's where that comes from. And I've, I've just held on to it because I, I think it's unique. I, I haven't found anyone else trying to use the name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now that it's, I mean, so many years later, do you wish you would have rebranded? Are you happy with it? No, I'm pretty happy with it. Like, because again, it, it's unique. I've, I've never had to compete for that handle on any social media. Like, my, my Twitter account, like my Rhino Feeder account, that was actually my personal account that I started. Like, I want to say 2008, 
Like that, that account goes way back. I will say though, a lot of the Rhino Feeder social media I have that I did start using once I started streaming, I went and cleared out like any old stuff, like any, <laughs> I, like any dumb stuff I tweeted when I was like a 16 year old kid or whatever. Like, I'm like, I don't even want to look at this. We're just like complete blanket blowing all yeah, of it Yeah, definitely away. a good like, call. Yeah, just because. I'm not saying like I said anything terrible or whatever. I'm like, I don't know what I like tweeting about mm. some girl I had a crush on when I was in high school, you know? It's Nobody like, needs to see the raw XDs in 2023. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, that's literally what it probably was. Just real cringe stuff like that from when we were younger. I'm like, nah, we're just we're going to blow away all of it. Something I see every now and then as I'm like, mm. oh no, which not too much in the past like five years. But like uh, Facebook used to say your name mm. and then is. So then you would almost type it like you're yes. finishing the sentence. And it's like, wow, this stuff did not age well. Delete, delete, delete. Yeah. Or they I like actually, this uh, page and stuff like that. No, so you'd see I the do page. that every yeah. day on Facebook. Like I look at the on this day and I'm just like anything that's super cringe from years ago. <laughs> it's gone. That. It's like you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it used to be like Alex is and then f like finish the sentence. And now, like you said, it didn't age well. And now those statuses just look really weird. Mm -hmm. It's really funny. It's like we kind of grew. I, I think you're like roughly around my age. Yeah, like, I'm, uh, we, I'm 28. Yeah. So yeah, so we kind of grew up when social media was just becoming a thing. Oh, yeah. And like I, I feel it, it looks so it's almost like as a society, we were like a little puppy learning how to walk for the first like I don't know what to post here. I don't know what people want to see. <laughs> like, we, we would post the dumbest stuff online, right? Like we'd be like going to the mall with my besties like, yeah and now you know people like, were like oh yeah that's cool man yeah, yeah right. people <laughs> like it <laughs> nowadays i see them like and who asked all right uh yeah seriously like why, why do we care about this you get zero likes people would probably unfriend you <laughs> the one that i think back on so roughly i'm like i can't believe i ever did this i can't believe anybody even still does is like vague posting like oh they, my oh, god yeah. Can't believe that happened. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get attention, like, mm -hmm. uh, like, yeah. We inspired uh, our own clickbait gosh. in each other. It was terrible. <laughs> I mean, that's all we had. That, like I said, we were, we were kind of trying to figure out, like, I don't know, what do I post on Twitter? What do I say on Facebook with like the two people that follow me? <laughs> no, I, like, I mean, I, I remember back in the MySpace days. That was crazy, dude. Fun fact about my. So I know I talked about, um, you know, I've been. <laughs> I'm gonna share this story because it's funny. Yeah, and go I've cleaned up since, but mm -hmm. so there was someone in my stream once. So like, I, like I said, I've been a Rhino feeder online for like 16, 17 years. Um, and someone comes into my stream once, and they're like, "Hey, Alex, like I saw you live in my actual specific small town." Oh, and they're like, they're "Like I grew up there. Like, isn't that cool?" And I was like, "Uh, like I, I banned them right away. Not here. Like, it's not. <laughs> yeah, because like it, it wasn't like 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 my profile shape says like Western New York. I'm fine mm -hmm. like being that like the Western part of New York State. Like, that, yeah, like, yeah. I don't really go much more specific than that. Just for you know." it's the internet people are crazy out there but this person like it wasn't even like the greater city i live near it was like my specific town oh and yes. um Way yeah and i was like real sketchy. yeah i was like really sketched out by it and um they sent an unban request right and they're like hey like it was super easy to find you and stuff on the internet so i figured you were just okay with it and i spent some, i'm like man i don't know about that like i've spent a lot of time like covering my tracks and going back mm -hmm. and deleting stuff like me and one of my friends who you know I'm, I'm i'm a software engineer one of my friends who's also a software engineer I'm like dude can you help me for a bit like just try searching like things you can find through my rhino feeder socials and see if you can connect like 
my full name in town to rhino feeder and we couldn't do it like we oh. couldn't do it as hard yeah like i'm like i go- we googled for like 30 40 went minutes above and like, beyond have- then so, well so i finally messaged the guy back and i'm like hey like i understand like maybe you found me easily but like it really wasn't cool to just dox me like that um i'm like you know can you like if you don't mind can you tell me where you found my info this person found my old myspace account oh that i had they still exist that's why i didn't even know it still existed like they just searched like rhino feeder on myspace and like i immediately went and like deleted the account and everything because like it had my full name and everything on there so like that's how they found me yeah (laughs) so like i've definitely been careful about like like I said, it, I think I DM'd you before we started this. And like, yeah, you know, if people really wanted to find me out there, they probably could. I just mm-hmm. don't want to make it any easier for them. Yeah, I've uh, I've kind of made the mistake. I, I don't know if I necessarily regret it, but mm-hmm. so I didn't make up the word Gaffy. Like, that's my last name. So now I'm like, mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't, you know, just give my first name that freely. Sure. But also, yeah. I'm like, eh, if someone's going through the effort, you know, they probably could anyway. I'm not like super secret, like. I live in a big city, which does help. Yeah. But, you know, I, I do say like, oh, yeah, I'm from Cincinnati, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I haven't had real creepers. Maybe uh, maybe when I'm bigger in a couple of years. Yeah, well, once you're a big <laughs> famous streamer, yeah, yeah. you have to watch it. But it's but, but then like there's also huge streamers I know like Shroud and like Glad who streams Destiny and they're just like, oh, here's my full name, the city yeah, I live right? in, whatever. Like, Dare you to care. try. Yeah, exactly. I dare you to try getting mm-hmm. near my house. Yeah. That's what makes me think it it might almost be like not too big of a concern. I mean, besides obviously swatting yeah. concerns, but right. Luckily, it seems Crazy. like that's a dying trend. Thank God. Yeah, I mean, it, once enough people probably got arrested for it. Yeah, but yeah, it's it, it's I I've never had any issues. That was the only time where I was like, damn, that person really just fully found all my info. It was crazy. So this is, you know what, I'm going to feel weird about this one, but we're just going to have to go, go past it. it anyway. So mm. on the topic of, you know, personal information, I've heard yeah. that, uh, I've heard you talk about your significant other before. How long have you been married? Yeah, so I met my wife, I want to say, it was like, God, I'm a terrible husband right now. Ooh. We met in, I want to say 2015, like September 20, it was either 2014 or 15, like 99% sure 2015. Um. I actually I met her at a uh, Panic at the Disco concert. Actually, which I is was like so gangster, by the way. I know, right? Yeah, like I, I was I was pretty drunk actually, and I was just like, I'm just gonna go talk to women here at this concert, and she ended up being one of them, and now we're married. Yeah, uh, we we got married in 2019, so about four ish years now. Yeah, I have to take Crazy. a guess then that you're you've got to be fairly extroverted then if you're just like meeting random people yeah i'm I'm pretty extroverted like i I don't mind talking in front of people i I've never had an issue it's like speaking in front of huge crowds mm-hmm. yeah I mean because my mentality that like especially with like three or four beers in me I'm like, I don't know the worst thing that happens is like they say, hey, don't want to talk to you I'm like okay, and then they forget I existed yeah it's like well, I guess yeah. that's true I don't yeah, know right? i i <laughs> I find myself a, a decent mix in the middle where yeah. like I don't mind you know public speaking something like that. But I also, you know, maybe if it's more intimate, I guess, like a one-on-one, like I'm not just going to walk up to random person. And yeah, it, it definitely time, depends anyway. on the set. Depends on the setting for me. It depends on my mood. Like obviously now, like, you know, I'm, I'm just older and I'm more relaxed now. You know, I was mm-hmm. 23 when I met my wife. Yeah. So at that point in life, oh, I was yeah, just much true. more. Yeah. I was just much more outgoing. Didn't really 
have many uh many things to worry about like you know young single all these things so yeah like, i often joke i'm like i don't know if i'd have the courage to do that today like, <laughs> the exact same thing i don't know i don't know if that would play out the same but yeah so we've been we got we actually got married on may 4th um oh fairly recently kind of, happy anniversary thank you yeah yeah we're we're both pretty big star wars fans um and we, we didn't like mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah yeah um and we weren't like dead set like we're not we're not like crazy star wars fans we're not like gonna walk around the streets and darth vader and princess leia gear and stuff but we like star wars enough where the year we wanted to get married it just happens to be a saturday and we're like cool let's do it you know so so yeah that that was fun and yeah i guess the real like question years. is did you did you star wars theme the wedding that will determine if you're a super fan or not i will say we star wars accented the wedding like wait what does that mean like we didn't want the entire wedding to just be like in your face star wars like lasers and lightsabers and stuff but uh, so you had jar jar binks as the priest or the <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that would have been really cool actually um no like we did small little subtle things at first like um the song we walked out of the like at our wedding reception or not sorry the the ceremony when we walked out of the space there was a um acoustic guitar version of the star wars theme playing and oh, that's most, cool. people probably, most people probably didn't even notice um later on at the reception though like later at night like we had our dj play some star wars remixes which was really cool um we had like inflatable lightsabers and like shitty paper masks like you get at party city or something <laughs> that people were wearing yeah oh it makes for so, good yeah. pictures though for sure too oh yeah there's some great pictures from that yeah like I, I, there there are a bunch of people making jokes like yo who's boba fat dancing with my wife over there like, <laughs> stuff like that yeah but no it's yeah it, it, it's crazy to think to think we've been together that long yeah so I mean, obviously, you. I would assume you live with your wife. I'm not going to make a, yeah. too much assumptions <laughs> here, but uh, I yeah. guess how does she feel about like streaming and stuff like that? Is she cool with it? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Like, it's funny. She's actually so cool with it that I actually feel guilty sometimes. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah. Like, so there was um, you could probably find it on my Twitch like way back when I got my first um sub 34 and hollow knight any percent which at the time like i know nowadays like you got skate king casually pumping out 31 minute runs and like low 32s but like back then i mean when i got that it was like a 3356 that was like seventh place on the boards uh, like that's how far the game has come and i was grinding for that like i got that prop with less than 500 hours in the game total oh dang um yeah and my wife was super supportive she was really cool about cool about like when she could tell I was getting closer and like, cause she would watch my streams when she could tell I was getting closer and closer to hitting that barrier. Like 33 was like the barrier then. Um, like she was getting ready to go to the liquor store and like get champagne to celebrate and stuff. Um, and I think where my guilt comes in with it was there a lot of times like, man, I'm spending so much time streaming, grinding out this game, practicing that I almost feel like I'm neglecting some of my house duties, like as an adult <laughs> that should be like helping with laundry, helping with dinner, all the all these different things. And, you know, like she would never say it, but I know she definitely felt kind of stressed that like I wasn't helping out as much as I should have. Um, and, and I got kind of emotional after I finished that 33 grind back in 2020 or 2021. I forget exactly when, because the big part of me is like, man, I can I can kind of step away from the game a bit happy with my time. I can go back to like supporting my wife helping out like you know as a family man doing that stuff um 
because again, at the end of the day, streaming is not my livelihood. You know, it's a hobby. It's, it's something I do for fun. And I, I think it was really important for me to step back for a bit and make sure I was still taking care of my responsibilities as a human being. Um, I'm sure that's something a lot of people struggle with, honestly, just finding that balance of, you know, it's, it's hard for me even now as, as, as a grown man with a 40 hour mm-hmm. a week job and I have responsibilities. I have a puppy. I have all these things I got to take care of. And watching, you know, kids in high school who are about to be off for the whole summer, like just all day, every day, can just grind and pass. Me. Oh yeah, like I kind of just had to let that go. Like, yeah, this is gonna happen. It's fine. It's it's just a game. It's just it's not my livelihood. It's not life. And it's it's okay for other people to pass me on the leaderboards. It doesn't determine my worth as a human. But yeah, my my, my wife's been super supportive through all that stuff. I think uh, one that's awesome that she is. Yeah. But there's definitely some addicting nature to, I think, all of it. I mean, seeing your own yeah. personal improvement, like you put in hours to practice. And so actually seeing that follow through is very addicting. And then the chat element, seeing uh, your metrics go up potentially. And just in general, there's a lot of up, up, up. It just hits all the dopamine all at once. So yeah, you, I could you, see you the concern almost too of just like, hey, he might be addicted to this. And to, there is some validity to it. No, there really is like there is a serious, serious dopamine hit. And most speedrunners know it's like when you when you finally when you've been practicing and you've been grinding and you finally get like the run and it's like, oh, my God, this is the big PB I've been looking for. There's such a like dopamine response there that it does become addicting. Um, and I think what, what gets harder and what burns out a lot of speedrunners, myself included, is the the better it, it's kind of like when you're an rpg character like the higher level you get the more work you have to put in oh yeah for, exponentially for like, yeah like exponentially more work for exponentially less results at the end. <laughs> like you know like yeah. when, when you're first starting speed running like i'll, I'll use hollow knight as, as an example just because that's my game like you know your first any percent runs like a 50 minute run your next run you shave six minutes off and you you know and then like you just start you shave minutes off just by like not dying and remembering the route and then it gets to a point where like i'm practicing like 10 times more time than i'm spending doing runs to save like three seconds in this one section like if that and it it starts to wear you down a bit because like for me that there was this point where you know it's kind of where i am now where I, I just I, I kind of made a decision to myself like it's okay to like not be top three anymore it's okay to not be top five like I can just enjoy the game like I, I don't need to walk away hating this game feeling um you know some sort of hatred for it um or regrets or whatever it's just it's okay in life to just do things as a hobby and have fun um and not stress yourself out about them which I feel like that's got to be easier said than done. I think especially <laughs> once someone has a taste of the top. it. I mean, yeah. it seems like you've come to terms with it now, but was that a bit of a struggle? Honestly, yeah, it, it was a huge struggle for me. And like e- even now I've been like I've been running any percent again and I'll be fully transparent that a big part of that is I'm like, man, there's way too many people I've never heard of on the leaderboards in front of me. Mm-hmm. I got to get some I got to get some spots back. Yeah, um, but it's. I guess the the hardest part to come to terms with is you look at all the time that somebody invests into getting to the top of their speed game, getting good and be, being near the top for so long. It's like, well, a year later, two years later, what do you have to show for like those 3000 hours you have in this video game that you played? Right. 
Um, and that, that was, um, that was difficult for me to, to come to terms with for a while. Just like, you know, I spent all, like, imagine I would often joke myself, like, man, imagine if I spent all this time doing literally anything else in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I, I think that the way I kind of have healthily come to terms with that is just, I really enjoyed it and I still do. Like, even though I don't care to be, you know, like a tip top Hollow Knight runner anymore, I still really enjoy the community. I enjoy hanging out with people. Um, I still like running the game, even though I'm not practicing, you know, six hours a day anymore. I I just have fun doing it. Um, I know earlier you mentioned, uh, you know, there's it's streaming is really fun, like having people in chat, talking with you, interacting. Like I've made so many friends and met so many cool people all around the world from streaming. like th- that that's a cool thing I, I never want to give up no matter what game i'm playing or how good or not good i care to be at that game um th- there's just a lot there to unravel that i think is really interesting it's a uh, it's actually it's kind of funny because this is very much the exact kind of i don't want to say existential crisis i've had but <laughs> a little bit of just hesitation with wanting to actually commit to streaming and running and which it seems like everybody kind of does is I've, you know, I've been on and off, granted, but for, well, three years now, and now that pandemic's over, my, I am changing my career path, stuff like that, right. is this still the direction that I want to head? And, you know, I, I talked it through with quite a few people, and I can very honestly say that the connections I've made and stuff like that, 100% worth it. A- absolutely, always, yeah. There's so much, like, sense of community within... I mean, in general, I mean, I've hopped around different games, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. now just, I would say as a, a streamer, even like the same people hang out, stuff like that. It's very fun. Yeah. And I think speedrunning in particular, one of the coolest things about speedrunning communities, not even just Hollow Knight, but I see this, it's kind of universal in speedrunning is that for many people, yes, it is a competitive activity, but it's also collaborative simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people are, you know, like even people that are that really want to be the tip top, like they want world records or whatever. Those are often the people, not always, but often the people most active in like the community discord, sharing strategies, talking with people, helping share knowledge and stuff. And you know, I think that's really cool. Um, like w- one example I'll give is, you know, for like for a while, I was like top three, 90 percent. And then I, I took I got so burnt out. I took like four or five months off the game. And a lot of that time, actually, um, a lot of people know a speedrunner, Gwonky. She's an incredible, how like definitely oh, yeah, has made insane. her own name for insane at the game. And you know, back at the, this time when I was like top three, um, you know, she still had like a thirty-five minute PB, like thirty-four minute PB, which was good, but like nothing special for that time. And you know, I would spend a lot of my time helping her, like, hey, here's like how I do two cycle Umu. Here's how I set up this. And then, you know, I, I take a six month break from the game. I come back. She's second place or something or pushing world record. And I was able to go to her and be like, hey, can you help me catch it? Like, what are the new strats people are doing? What are the new thing? Like, what are the new discoveries people have made? And that back and forth relationship, I thought was so cool. Like just th- this idea that like, even if you want to be competitive, even if you want to be at the top, it like by giving back to the community, it'll come back to you eventually. Like if I never, if you know, if I never would have spent the time helping her, who knows if she would have gotten to the top to be in a position to come back and help me someday get to where I want to be. So I I think relationships like that in speedrunning communities are one, probably pretty common, honestly. And two, I I think that's kind of the beauty of, of the hobby as a whole, just 
that competitive yet collaborative nature of how we approach things. A bit of a, a double edge, and I guess now I can say thanks to you as well, but it's actually oh. <laughs> wonky kind of showed me just how much practice you really have to do into things. Cause I think I was very much the, I like streaming more than I did running. So I would just, yeah. I'm just going to do runs. Cause nobody like, not that many people anyway, I should say like to watch the practice. And I don't yeah. think I do constructive practice if I'm streaming. So it, it kind of showed me that, well, one, I just didn't want it enough. <laughs> like the amount right, of yeah. hours that goes into things is just, I mean, you have to want it for sure. Yeah. And I think it's, like what I wish I could say to a lot of people is if you don't want to put in that practice to get to that point, that's totally fine. Oh yeah. It's totally, totally fine. It's totally fine to say, Hey, I like where I'm at. I'm fine putting in this time and slowly getting better times. And that's, that's totally fine. I think a lot of people, myself included for a while, just felt like, no, I need to be doing everything to keep up with mm -hmm. the people at the top. I need to be stressing myself and pushing myself. And then I just ended up hating the game. I ended up hating the, like it, it was no longer a fun hobby anymore. Um, so I think it's really important to to be able to take a healthy look at how much time, because like you said, the, the top runners, the amount of time they're putting in just to, to, to get it to, you know, pushing their strats, building their consistency is just insane. Like I, I watch, um, I, I watch Skate King all the time. Just because, like, I think he's the most talented Hollow Knight player that's ever existed. Ooh, I really big kudos I, I, right I, there. I, I seriously believe that. I, I, in terms of just like skill and movement, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of components that make a good speedrunner, like mental. Um, you know, Hollow Knight has movement sections, boss fights, all these things. But like, just when I look at just raw talent and skill, I think Skate's insane. I don't think anybody else is is doing what he's done. Um. And, that, and you know he has the times to show that as well, but wh when I when I look at um people joke with me when I when I came back to Hollow Knight, it's like oh are you gonna you gonna push for thirty one you're gonna try and get thirty one, and I you know I look at the amount of work that people like Lep and Skate and Quonky and all those people put in, I'm like absolutely not because <laughs> I like, like there's no shot because like I know like watching those people I I I see what it takes to get to that point and I respect the hell out of it. And I know it's not for me. I just, I know it's not for me and I'm fine just having fun chatting with people, you know, getting small PBs here and there and not doing a whole ton of practice and just enjoying the game. So nowadays, would you say you're going for a personal goal or more of a competitive leverage to, to beat those new names you haven't seen? <laughs> That's definitely part of it. You know, there, there was definitely a part of me that, um, man, it, like when I, when I took such a big break from the game for a while, like there's definitely an ego part of it because I'm a competitive person. I just am. That's who I am as a human being. I, I always want to be like, I, I, I was at a point where for a while, I think most people would have considered me out of active runners, like top three to top five overall, like across all categories, whatever. Like there was a time where I think most people would have said that. Um, and I was okay slipping a little out of that, but it got to a point where I'm like, man like a lot of new people come to the community they don't even know my name they haven't even heard me and yeah. like the, the, the egotistical side like i don't like that like i want to show well or, or you know there were there were runners who kind of knew me that were starting to catch up to my times and i there was a part of me it's like i want to hop back in and show these people like hey like i still got it i'm still a top runner like, I, I can i still have the skills even though i'm not putting in all the hours of practice like um i i really wanted to uh just show people hey i i I was once a top player and I still got some skill here and it felt really good to like 
last week or two weeks ago, I think it was, it was like, I was de-rusting any percent for the first time in months and hollow night in general. And I did like three, no reset runs. And the third one was like two seconds off my PB, like from when I was really, yeah, I, I was like, okay. Like, honestly, that, that was kind of, that was crazy to me too. Like I didn't expect that at all. And on getting that close to my PB after such a big break that, that kind of inspired me. Like, let's get back into this game a bit. Like I can, like, I can really, really push my times down lower. Um, so I guess I guess I say all that to say that my my um my desire to play the game in speedrun it used to feel more like a chore where I have to do it today or I'm mm-hmm. gonna get rusty and I've got to put in this work and now it's kind of like hey I I go through flows I go through ups and downs where sometimes I really want to play the game and other times I don't really care to and I kind of nowadays I just let that flow happen naturally instead of pushing myself like it's a job or something like it. I'm okay. Just today, I don't feel like playing. Tomorrow, I don't feel like playing either. I'll go three days in a row not playing, and I just try not let myself get stressed out about it. That seems really healthy. Which, granted, is probably <laughs> you know easy to to do mm. in some ways, but it seems like if it gives you intrinsic joy to still run, then it makes sense to do it for sure. Yeah, definitely. I I think um I I think especially with with high level speed running in any game the mental aspect of things is so important. Like you need, especially in longer categories, mm-hmm. um, like you really need to be able to hold your mental, stay calm um, and just make sure you're still having a good time throughout the run. Like without naming any names at all, there are many runners I watch who like, I can tell the moment that their run died like 10 minutes before it died, just because they're, they're, they're starting to get super verbally frustrated and they're like swearing at the game, getting angry. I'm like, this run's oh, dead yeah. right now. The tilt is real. Like, the, yeah, like once you go on tilt, like it's real hard to come back from that. Um, and it's funny because I found a lot of that. Uh, I found a lot of my best runs or runs that go the furthest on really good paces are runs where like I'm not even looking at my time. Like I don't hide my time. Like I'm not even looking. I don't care. I'm just having a good time. I'm talking to chat. I'm laughing. I'm smiling. And those are my best runs. You know, it's it's it's. And I don't think that's a coincidence at all. I think that there's something to be said for just enjoying the game, not getting stressed, not letting small things tilt you. There's a now. This might sound cliche to anybody that is also sure. a melee player, but I, I've heard anyway. I've I am slightly competitive, but I'm not someone that pushes themselves to be like the top at anything. But yeah, what yeah. I hear, especially when you get to a top level of, you know, fighting games, something like that, mentality is a huge thing. And what I hear a lot of people go to actually to like help with that. I mean, obviously, if you're, you know, up there, you go to a sports <laughs> psychologist, but yeah. uh, a lot of people read like the inner game of tennis and mm-hmm. somehow it, it's been very applicable in the melee world, which I imagine there's got to be a large crossover into just speed running and anything that you're really competitive with and it's, it focuses on that the the mental side of things and how to kind of control that yeah that, that's interesting that that's interesting that they, re- they related to tennis, so recommendation totally to the that. listeners yeah maybe i haven't read it i don't know i don't know how to read yeah and uh, for me a big part of the mental aspect i and i i i could be wrong on this but I feel like a lot of people that are very, very good IL runners and don't see their times translate into like full runs, because I think the mentality is so dramatically different between running ILs and doing full runs. Like if you're doing an if you're doing an IL, like 
it's a you know maybe in hollow night most of the splits are somewhere between like one to two minutes roughly mm-hmm. um for most categories you know if you're grinding ils over and over again like you're just focused on that one section you're doing it a hundred times in a row so you're mentally prepared for every little thing that's going to happen because you've been focused on just that for a while um you're probably doing some riskier strats that you wouldn't really do and then it's really hard to take that mentality and translate it to man i'm in late game right now i have never had a pace this good i'm really <laughs> nervous i'm shaky like and and like I, I I haven't been grinding this one section for the last 35 minutes. Like I just got to go in. I get one shot at it. Um, <clears throat> so I, I think there's a lot of mental training that goes into being a top runner as well as the technical ability, um, at least for me. Like even when I was close to the top of most cat- most um, of the categories I ran, I, I was never really known for having like crazy IL times or impressive sum of bests. But like, I, w- I was really consistent and I just I always like to stay calm and just do strats that I know are I can do under pressure. Yeah. Um, th- th- one of my favorite sayings was um, if, if people pay attention to Celeste speed running at all, you'll know Isaac Tay, who's a really, really skilled runner. He had any percent world record for a little bit. Um, and one thing I heard him say on stream once was like, if I'm not going to do a strat on pace, then I'm not going to do it at all. And I, I thought that was really, really interesting to a, a good perspective. It's like, yeah, if if, if you're going to start changing up the way you do things just because you're on a pay, on a good pace, I think you're almost setting yourself up more for failure because I, mm-hmm. I think you want to stick to like, I think you want your I mean, anybody who's played sports. Well, you know, if you've heard similar s- stories or similar advice that you want your game prep and how you play your game to be as close to practice as possible. Practice as you play. Prepare. Yeah, practice exactly. Practice mm-hmm. like you play. Which, funny enough, people um, people ask me like, "Oh, why do you when you fight Hollow Knight? Why do you start on the left side?" And the reason is, when I practice fights to time them, I see dash into the room from the left side, and that's where I start the timer. So, like, well, when I'm practicing, I'm starting on the left side. So even though it might be ever so slightly more optimal to start on the right side, it's going to lose me time because all my practice is starting on the left side. So I'd rather just have that consistency. Oh yeah, for sure. That's uh, that's actually one of the the major things that just it. Granted, it's been a long time, but that tore me up with Beast in in any percent yeah. was you do one thing slightly wrong, and then just the cycles of everything is like all just you're almost free ad lib in it and i was so bad at it and plus you're on a pace so you're like i don't want to get hit and then and it's the end of the run it's the end of the run it's awful so i didn't like it personally for sure but i i could see definitely how people do get good at it yeah and i i think a a game like hollow knight that has so much rng it can be very frustrating but i also think it makes the run more interesting like I, i i think you know, when you look at a game like Celeste, where there's no RNG and everything's the same the whole time, um, I think I think that's awesome because there's a sense of knowing like whatever time I got is the time I earned and the time I deserved because mm-hmm. everything is completely in my hands. And while that isn't always necessarily true in Hollow Knight, like you know you can get screwed over by boss RNG or enemy positions can be bad. I do like that it adds another element of skill and that 
you kind of have to know how to react to different patterns and different positions of things. Or if this boss gives you this attack, you know, you have to have prepared responses and stuff. And I, I actually like that in a speed game. Like I, I do too. I, some people, yeah, some people who watch older streams of mine, you know, when I'm tilting out of my mind can probably see me raging about like, oh, I hate all the RNG and Hollow Knight. And I think that's that's standard in a game that like, you know, U Umu can just take your entire run away from you. Um, but now like, in a in a real sense, I think that it it makes the run more exciting because you you know you drop into a room transition. You're like, well, I don't know what what's about to happen. I need to read the room really quickly and react to what I'm seeing. And I, I love that stuff, honestly. I, I think it makes for a much more um, unique playthrough. Yeah, definitely different strokes for different folks. I personally, I need the dynamic like you have to kind of think while you're doing it, which. Yeah. Grant, not saying that, you know, going through some formulaically, you don't have to think, but I mm -hmm. would just get very bored. And that's, you know, that's why I've chosen the games that I do choose to do. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and, and even with, um, you know, with RNG and a lot of things, um, people, man, people have gotten so good at Hollow Knight that they've kind of broken down, like, how do I word it? Like, with certain rooms with enemy positions, it's like, this enemy can spawn. It's not completely like they could spawn anywhere. It's like this enemy could spawn in one of three positions here. And p top runners just know like without like complete, just like without even having to think the moment their eyes see position X, they know exactly what the movement is. Like they don't, mm -hmm. they practice it so much. It's, it's almost thoughtless. And I think that's a really cool part of speed running. Just know, like knowing pattern recognition, having your responses prepared and having to think a little bit on the fly. Like I, I like that element a lot in a speed game. Something I've seen that's fairly consistent, and you bring up how you were just two seconds off of PB. <laughs> I think this is very cool, and it shows that it's a skill where someone can de-rust after a long time, and not necessarily two seconds, but I would say within two to three minutes of their PB, which, you know, for a lot of people, they still haven't even broken that ceiling yet. And I think once you kind of break a certain barrier, you tend to keep hitting that barrier. So it's just showing, like, there is a skill to it. Absolutely. Like, I think, especially in, in all speed games, I think minute barriers are a huge mental thing. Like, oh, I, 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 yeah. And, and one thing I've kind of tried to tell, I, I, I was talking about this last night on my stream, actually, um, as coincidence would have it. I, I think one way I try and think of minute barriers to get rid of that mental barrier is I kind of just, I'm going to sound way too like philosophical here, but I, I think um, I kind of tell myself that the concept of like seconds and minutes is somewhat arbitrary in a sense, you know, like what if we used, I don't know. I, I made the joke last night on my stream. Like what if we used a unit of time measurement called Alex's and like an Alex was an Alex was two and a half seconds. Then like, I don't know the equivalent of like a sub 33 in your run would be, I don't know, like 312 Alex's. It's like, no one's stressed about the 312 second barrier. It's like, <laughs> So I, I like I know it's goofy, but I try and think of it like that. Like, like what is so special about this minute barrier? Like, why does it? So you know, I, I very conceptually, I like the idea that yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. How do you internalize that idea, though? Because I definitely it, I find myself stuck at like minute barriers very hard. Honestly, I, I do and I don't simultaneously. Like I, I try and tell myself that. But admittedly, you know, as human beings, we talk about that dopamine response like it is very very hard to resist that urge of like there is something to be said in hollow knight about like oh this runner has a 32 
Like that's mm-hmm. a, that's a real thing. That's a, that's a, like, this person has a 31. Like I even know runners that have like 3301, 3302 PBs, but like, like the fact, like they can't say like, I have a 32, but like when you look at it conceptually, like there's not, there's probably negligible, if any skill difference between somebody with like a 3259 PB and a 3301. But, you know, just seeing that one minute lower, there's definitely an element to that. So I, I guess to to internalize it for myself, I, I kind of, you know, I, I tell myself you know, what, what I just ranted about. And and again, the fact that, hey, if I, lowering my time by two seconds doesn't really mean I'm a better runner. It doesn't mean anything True. that, you know, but again, it's I, I say this now sitting here comfortable in my chair. But damn, there's an element of like when I'm in the middle of a run and I know I'm about to break a big barrier or my hands start shaking a little, I start getting sweaty and I got to mentally talk myself down from it. It's, oh, that's it's why you would do thing. it though for the raw emotion. Just yeah, that's the, right. The yeah. Down. <laughs> yeah. Like anytime I've broken a minute barrier in a category I, and I stream all of my runs. So I just, I, I like the element of like, I would almost be really sad if I got a big PB and people weren't there to see it. Yeah, like I want to. Sh- I want to share that moment. I want people there. I want to be hype. I want. I want all the Especially energy. Especially once you have it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 and I know some people do offline runs and then they like you know they replay it and commentate over it on stream, which I think is cool. Um, I understand why people do that because you know chat as cool as it is, it, it is distracting. It's a distracting factor mm-hmm. when you're running, but um it's just not for me i i I want that live real-time energy and hype of i just got this big pb and there's all these people here like i I love that feeling about running there's ups and downs and i don't know how i feel i'm most of the time i think it's more of a stress relief than it is a stressor but how do you (laughs) feel having chat do you think it can help like almost put you in a flow state if you're able to like mentally separate everything or yeah for me totally like one thing I catch myself doing a lot when I'm running is I'll be, um, you know, I'll, I'll just be running, having a good time, reading chat, talking to people, whatever. And then I'll look at my timer. I'm like, man, I'm on a sick pace right now. I should stop paying time. I should stop looking at chat. I should focus. And I kind of actually like for me, what I've learned to do is I talk myself out of that. Actually, I'm like, you were doing really, really well when you were just casually hanging out, chatting, relaxed. Why would you change that now? Like, why would you change up what was clearly working for you? Because the moment I say, like, all right, guys, I'm I'm not looking at chat anymore. I'm gonna focus. <laughs> now I'm stressed, now I'm anxious. Like, yeah, no, this, this adds to it for sure. Hundred percent. So I think there's something to be said about that flow state you just mentioned, where you know it it, it keeps me I, I it almost distracts me from getting in my own head when I when I yes, read chat that's a, that's I couldn't think of how to phrase, but that's exactly what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, it, it keeps me from getting getting in getting stuck in my own head and talking myself into a, a stressed or high pressure state. But there, there, no matter how relaxed I am, I've I've just found that as a person, when it's late in a run and I'm on a sick pace and things are going well, there's always a part of me that's like, "Come on, you're a little nervous. Like, don't, don't try and fool anybody. There's a little anxiety going on here." Which I mean, it'd be incredible if there wasn't. I think that'd, yeah. that'd be awesome if you could just, you know, backseat it. And, you know, let me finish this up real quick. But that's human nature. Yeah, and and I Which think is also what cool. separates. Yeah, because I, I I think it's cool because I think what high performers in anything in life do, whether it's a sport or you're a musician or a speedrunner, 
is high performers know how to take that energy and use it for them instead of letting it bring them down. Like, you know, if, if, if you're like, um, I don't know, like you're a guitarist in a band or something playing for a thousand people and you're about to take a big guitar solo, like I think top performers know how to take all that nervous energy and put it into their performance, whether again, whether it's speed running or you're an athlete or a speed or speed runner, athlete, musician, whatever, whatever you choose mm-hmm. to do with your life, you know, you can channel that energy into into a positive place that makes you better um, instead of, you know, crippling you and bringing you down. Now, you are a top runner, I would say. Do you <laughs> think you've been able to channel that? Do you have that capability? Yeah, no, I, I totally do like especially um if you watch some of my pbs like especially um i want to say it was my low percent pb which is i think a a year later now is still world record i don't think anybody's touched that um like because i i think there's something that comes from when when you've been grinding for a specific time or (laughs) this is going to contradict what i just said but when you're grinding for a minute barrier and you've been going for a long time I think viewers start to kind of get invested in the journey. Oh, like if yeah, you've 100%. been, if you've been, yeah, like if you've been going for that, like I'm, I'm trying to get this 32 and it's been like three months of attempts and you've gotten close and then failed and you've gotten some other close attempts and failed. People start to get invested. And I know this sounds so corny, but then when I'm streaming in those kind of moments, I can feel that energy. Like it's almost like I can feel the energy from chat. Like I can feel that they're hype with me. Like they've been mm-hmm. on this journey with me. They've been through all these grueling losses and, you know, good paces that died to stupid things. Um, and I think for me, I kind of tell myself like, man, I, I want to do it for the people that have been here for this journey. Like, like I want to give these people what they've been watching. Like these people who have been invested watching me for weeks, hours a day, like they, they deserve this. And I kind of tell myself that instead of talking myself out of it. Um, I'm a people pleaser, if you can't tell, like mm-hmm. definitely an extrovert and a people pleaser. So that there's an element to me that just, I, I, that, that's kind of how I talk myself out of it. Just, I, I want to give the people what they're here for. You've got me immediately thinking back. I'm like, man, so I, I've run a few games at this point. Yeah, and yeah. There's, there's almost a running, I'll call it a bit, but my original <laughs> game, I put a lot of time for like my whole first year of streaming. It was pretty much all I did. I played Crash 2 any percent and I got like a 4402 or something and I think I was like 4 seconds off of 10th place so I was like I want sure. top 10 and for the longest yeah. time I was like give me top 10 and eventually it didn't happen. So oh, now man. as more runners have come I'm like 17th or something like that and one of the bits is uh Cotton who hangs out in my chat has been a long time shout outs will just be like hey don't forget you know you're top 10 capable i'm like thanks <laughs> <laughs> top 10 capable yeah appreciate that and like eh, i didn't get it on that one but who knows we'll see what the future holds i don't think so but we'll see what the future holds yeah and i think that resilience of like being able to lose a run hop back that's such an important skill to have like mentally yeah now I'm going to transition this over to you and you almost, uh, you, sure. you lined it up. You, you gave me an underhand slow pitch. Uh, Alex here is very humble and kind of <laughs> skated over the fact that they're the world world record holder for low percent in hollow Knight. So what exactly is low percent and are there any major misconceptions about the category? Yeah. So first off, um, 
every time someone comes to my stream, I'm doing low percent. They immediately think like, oh man, is this the run where you kill birds for 40 hours? Like, you know, a, a reference to yeah. Scurry, who, yeah, Scurry, who is a very, very well-known content creator. They've been, you know, running Hollow Knight and making content for a very long time. Um, Scurry did what is called low percent true ending, which is killing radiance with the lowest possible percent <clears throat> and to do that category which it's it's more of a meme category than it's more of a challenge run than an actual speed run category oh, i don't um, wish it on anybody oh yeah so yeah for those who don't know you the, you have to sit there in a room killing enemies hoping for essence drops for hours and hours i i'm sure the route has changed since then um but yeah i'd say that's probably the biggest misconception about low percent the category i do um category i do is about 40 minutes not 40 hours um a bit different quite a bit different yeah um so low percent is just beating the game like any ending you want i mean obviously we go for the the very basic kill the hollow knight with no extra things picked up um so it, it's going for that ending with the absolute lowest completion percentage that we can as a community um so you know we we don't get things like um, but we don't fight Hornet ever and we don't get dash, which right there, there's a whole lot of crazy movement we need to do to get through the entire game without dash. Um, I would highly recommend anybody if you're bored, um, go to the speedrun.com boards, find my run and just go look at how we get crystal heart. Um, if you can imagine doing that room without dash, that's really fun. Cursed. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of cool fireball skips we have to do because, you know, we need to get horizontal distance somehow. Um, we don't get shaman stone. We can't kill Grusmother, so shade skip is completely off the table because Grusmother is a percent. Um, so pretty much like low percent is just anything we can do in the game to keep the overall completion percentage lower. We have to do. It's non-negotiable. There's no way around it. Um, right now, the fat, the lowest humanly possible percentage we know of is eleven percent. Um, I, I don't even know how I got into that category. I was just interested. I, I think I thought it was cool to beat the game with barely anything equipped. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So what makes that category so hard then is on top of the fact that, you know, you don't have dash, you don't have a lot of movement. Um, you're doing a number of boss fights with barely any equipment. Like we, we can't upgrade our nail. We can't get any charms. Um, you know, we, we can't really do anything to increase our power and, and we have no movement really. Um, so some of the bot like watcher i mean a lot of people are afraid of you know any percent watchers will do that without shaman stone and dash Ugh, now and tell me gross. how you feel about that you know so it, it's a fun category and i i think i think i could probably like if i really dedicated to the grind like really hardcore i think there's another like 30 seconds to be saved in that run but i, I think a lot of people too have a misconception that an unoptimized run is a bad run and I don't necessarily think that's true because it's it really depends I on the difficulty of a category. Do see how this that could very much discredit mm -hmm. from the the work of the runner for sure. Right, like I mean, I'll put it this way, like to to, to brag for myself a little here. Hey, you've earned it, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I've earned a a little brag or two. But like somewhat recently within the last year, there was a skip found in um in running low percent for current patch, um that makes the route for a current patch save i want to say somewhere between 40 to 60 seconds on the route i did and still nobody's come within like 50 seconds of my pb oh wow oh so, yeah so like it's it's 
Like it's just a hard category. Like finish. I'm impressed by anyone who can just finish a run of low percent. So to get it optimized then is a whole different story. And I, I think the run I have is pretty darn optimized too. Like it's not a bad run. I like, I don't think even today's tip top runners, I don't think they could just come in and casually take that record from me. Putting the challenge out there to any of you that want to. Like, now, it I'm, sounds I'm like you uh, You said it like a year ago. Are you happy with where it's at or do you still want to improve upon it? Um, I'll probably I, I want to improve a little like there. There was one, there were one or two routing changes found since I stopped running the category that are applicable to the patch I run on. Um, you know, that that save a bit of time. I'd like to come back because I not even just as a competitor but as somebody who cares about the community and you know the integrity of the runs it feels very weird to me that if somebody wants to learn low percent you know the first place they're going to go is like okay like let's watch world record Always. and world record mm-hmm. do- and world record doesn't even do the optimal route currently like that oh, so like it's yeah like, true it's like i i just feel wrong about that like for the sake of the community like the world record should do the best route which yeah, granted, it's a little bit dated, but the average person isn't going to be like, hey, you know, is world record the right. best thing to do? And I very much yeah. have found myself all just like, okay, let's see what number one does mm-hmm. and go from right, there. Yeah, no, 100%. So it's, it, I mean, that's how I started speedrunning too, is that I started speedrunning any percent current patch back when, back in early 2020 when Homophity had the record. It was like a 36 minute run or something like that. 34, maybe at 35, somewhere in the mid thirties, which it's way lower nowadays. But yeah, I'm like, I'm just going to watch the world record on speedrun.com and copy what this person does. Would you like someone to actively push it and, you know, get that competitive nature to almost fuel you more? Honestly, yeah, I, I really would. And even when I was really grinding for a world record, I mean, so I've, I've held world record in that category for i'd say 90 percent of the last like two years um because like it, when i when i started running that category world record i want to say it was like a mid 44 and then i pushed it to a 43 and i was like okay cool like n- we talk about this again new minute barrier it's awesome mm-hmm. um and then i stopped running it and then constructive cynicism who if people don't know who he is like absolute pillar of the hollow knight speed running oh, yeah. like i cannot it's impossible to overstate how much he has done for the community and for runners and learning strats and movements and just technical details about the game. So he took world record then. And then after, like I was focused on any percent and all skills and other things. And I eventually decided I want to come back and try and take my record back. Um, so what I did was I spent about two months. I want to say um, I didn't do any runs. I went through the entire Comsob sheet. And like room by room, I labbed everything imaginable because the thing like with low percent without having any movement, like we've got to squeeze all the time save we we can out of every little corner we can cut. And I went and I swept the entire Comsob sheet, um, except for one split that was shared with any percent. And um, th- that was just too good. I'm like, this is I'm fine not having this one. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was like I think it was like entering Green Path where I'm like, it's so we just used the Comsob split from any percent. I'm like, no, it's it's too good. They can have it. And um, so I, I did that for a while, where I just like you know, I, and I I I I lowered my sum of best like crazy, and I'm like, okay, you know, what? I want to do a run. Like I just want to do a run. Just I haven't I haven't done a full run and. Two, three months. I've just been labbing everything. Let's see what happened. And my first run, I just do a no reset. 
high 42. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm like, I don't even think that was that good of a run. Like I fell in some places, whatever. I'm like, shit, like I want to keep pushing the practice means something. Right. Though, for yeah. Sure. No, absolutely. And the, I, just that mentality of I'm like, wow, I, I like my end goal was like a high 42, like just breaking into the 42 minute barrier. And when I saw how easily I got that, I'm like, let's keep pushing for a 41. So it's always a higher so, mountaintop. That's what it's, it knows. It's always, Everybody yeah. always wants to bite more. You're never satisfied. Oh, yeah. I, it, it, I, I'm sure anyone who speedruns can relate. Uh, speedruns can relate to this, but there are so many times where I told myself, man, if I can just get X time, I'll be happy and satisfied mm-hmm. and done. Then you get that time and you're elated and everything is great. Like, oh, my God, I'm the greatest runner ever. My Twitch chat was going crazy. I'm awesome. And then like you get off your stream and 10 minutes later, you're just sitting there in your living room like, oh, man, that run, that, that run actually sucked. Like I made no, a lot of mistakes. If I would have just got lucky like, with Umu. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gotten better RNG here and I, I fell here and lost six seconds. And like. And then you're like, okay, never mind. I'm, I'm getting back on my horse. I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, I don't remember how we got talking about this, but that's kind of my history as the low percent world record holder. Um, it, that's, I, I think I still have any percent steel soul world record on one patch one, two, two, one. Um, I know I don't have it overall anymore. I, I there was, um, there was a new skip found that's only done on like 1.4 plus patches that I think someone took my time. Um, that time I don't care as much about, um, I, that sounds kind of bad to say maybe. No, I like, get that. I, uh, yeah, I've seen current patches, like the slope ball and stuff. I was like, I have no yeah. interest in ever learning that or doing that. Yeah, never. I'm not going to do it. I just don't care. But like, so for having the one, two, two, one world record, um, in that category, which I, again, I, I think I still do like nobody really runs that category. Um, I got the world record in like three days of just running. I didn't practice the category once. I kind of just ran it a few times. Like, okay, there it is. But low percent, like I, 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 I mean, you talked about would I want someone to come be competitive with me to push me. And like, yeah, I, I totally would because it, it was very hard to keep pushing myself when it's like I already have world record and nobody like, especially at that time, no one was within a minute of me because like admittedly it's, it's not a super popular category, but people do run it. People are, people care about it. Like it's, it's definitely, a it is a main leaderboard are. category, which yeah, is it's a main leaderboard like, category. I think show indicative of its validity. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And, and I think like, even if a category isn't super, um, super popular for me, it was like, I don't want to just get a time that any other good runner who decides they want to run low percent is going to come along and just beat on like they're like within two weeks of running it. Like I want to, I want to put a time up that withstands the test of time. Like I, I wanted a legacy there. Like anytime somebody talks about low percent, my name comes up and hopefully I've done that. <laughs> I think, I mean, being number one definitely helps, but I would think that it, it helps. You definitely yeah. Have. yeah, definitely. And it, as far as I, I knew that a lot of the other top runners at the time, like lap um, skate, wasn't quite at the top at this time. Like he was a newer ish runner, but like lap um, Marcus, other people. Um, I knew they had no interest in running the category, but I was trying really hard in the discord. Like, Hey, would you guys at least be interested in like maybe grinding some of the comms obs, like just helping <laughs> put, like helping. Yeah. Like helping push those times down. Cause it was, it was very, um, it was very hard to know what, like when I got a new comsob for a split, like, is this, is this a good time? I don't know. Cause there's not really anybody else 
grinding splits right now. So I, I, it was hard to tell. Um, so yeah, I, again, I, I know a lot of people didn't want to run the category, but I at least wanted people to I, like, we, we go back to that collaborative yet competitive nature where I'm like, I was essentially lobbying for people like, Hey, come help me push this cat. <laughs> Even if you don't want to be the one running it, please come help me and stuff like and there there are actually um little like certain room movements i do that i i got from talking with like other top any percent runners and all skills runners that just you know just having another set of eyes to look at a room like hey like have you tried doing it this way instead is that any faster um just having having more brains solving a problem more eyes looking at something that stuff really helps so overall which category do you think you've put the most time into any percent for sure um like not even, even close though, or no not even close no and any percent overwhelmingly and it, it, it doesn't surprise any percent always holds a special place in my heart because in most games any percent is kind of like the pure speed run category you know it's like just beat the game like no yeah. other restrictions no arbitrary require requirements just beat the game um and it's what it was the first category i started running and ultimately like i think most ca- like for people who do care about notoriety and like having a legacy and all that, most people and especially like Metroidvania games, I feel like most casual viewers who don't who just casually enjoy speedrunning, they're looking like who are the top any percent runners. It's either any percent or like the full completion. Like you look at like Super Mario 64, like 120 star is obviously very popular, like the full completion. Even in Hollow Knight, like 112 is a wildly popular category. People do tend like, to love completion categories as oh man, from I, a spectator perspective. I, I've joked for a while that like if you ever want to get Twitch partner as a Hollow Knight streamer, just do 112. Like it's yeah, like it wasn't it's my like, goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this consistently do 112, which is <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you have to, yeah. It's I mean, other people have gotten partner running other stuff, but yeah, it's. The, the the biggest content creators are i should say i guess speedrunners most well-known speedrunners to casual viewers in hollow knight are mostly 112 runners like monsta um mm. is monsta's probably i would say he's probably the most well-known speedrunner overall in hollow knight maybe outside of like fireborn um because obviously fire has made a huge name for himself as a content creator as well as a top speedrunner um but you know those two people um Definitely, I'm not gonna lie. Like, Monster inspires the hell out of me. Yeah, uh, the way he came in is just like, all right, I have my record there for forever. <laughs> oh, people are finally, you know, new strategies getting past it. I'm gonna come back yeah. for two months, practice every day for like three weeks, and then just uh destroy it. And then he's gone again. He's like, all right, I left my mark. See Seriously, ya. come back yeah, when you guys really... have sub threes. <laughs> he he disappears into the <laughs> void for like months at a time. And I think what's so impressive about Monster is that he's been doing this for so long. Like, I think he's been running since like 2017. Mm-hmm. He's one of the few like OG runner, like him and Viz are like, I think the only two runners from like the real, real old guard mm-hmm. that are still doing it at a top level. Like where, where things are just still going well. Like, man, Monsta's, he's an insane player. Like, I don't think it's, I, I, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I don't know if a lot of casual players really appre- can appreciate his boss fights in particular oh like yeah, his no. boss fights are just like the small nuance he does with like positioning where like like c- certain decisions he'll make like up slashing an enemy right next to him instead of side slashing it to keep it closer like that stuff's hard man like you have to have really perfect pos- positioning like real precise movement on top of the fact that you're trying to fight a boss 
like man that stuff's really inspirational like i i remember actually when i um my one one of my cousins who got me into hollow knight like shortly after i started streaming speedruns monster was hanging out in my chat and my cousin DM'd no me, way. oh my god like he's like that's monster in your chat like they think he's like i didn't really know who monster was at the time coming They're back like, to our micro oh my, celebrities yeah yeah seriously <laughs> like these people are big celebrities like man i remember there was one time i was watching um one of monster's streams and this one person kept spamming his chat and he goes hey like can you please stop spamming my chat? And the person was like, I am so sorry, but like, I will forever remember this day is the day Monsta acknowledged me in the <laughs> chat. I thought it was so weird. I'm like, dude, he's just a guy. Like, these are just people that speed run. But yeah, like, you, like to some of these people, they're, they're mini celebrities. Um, it's almost they, they're, crazy they're, to me too that like, Anytime Monster goes live, it's and maybe it's because it's like the Clint Stevens effect where it's after so much time, you're like, oh, wow, Christmas, gimme, gimme or something like that. <laughs> but it's always popping. I'm like, I don't know why he wouldn't. I Grant, I don't know anything about his personal life, so sure. I can't speak to it. But I would think you have that sort of popularity. Why not try and pursue it as like a full time thing? But maybe that's just my my own desire for like content purposes or something. I don't know. Yeah. And I, I, man, I, I'll say like, obviously I know like nothing about being a full-time content creator, but what I can say is when I first started getting streaming, um, I used to push people really hard. Like, Hey, if something funny happens in my stream or like I do something cool, clip it. And at the end of every month I go through and I take all the like clips that I think are cool and I compile them into like a, like a, a video, like, like Rhino feeder, June, 2020 clip compilation. Yeah. I actually still have a few of my YouTube if you go way back. And man, those were like, I think like, like those were like five minute videos compiled all down. And they took me like hours to make, like to comb through yeah. my Twitch, get the clips compiled. Now, like I can, like it, 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 I stopped doing them. It was so much work on top of like my personal life. And I was just thinking like, man, I, that was the first moment I realized how much content creation can be a full-time job. Oh yeah. If not, if not even way more hours man you know this actually this makes me so sad so my youtube's not like very big or anything like that but i've made like three real videos of like oh wow this is scripted i think well like videographed mm -hmm. and there there's of course always something to take away what i should have improved upon afterwards but it's whatever my number one video is something i made for about five people to see like a oh what if we did like this strategy thing but it yeah. for some reason picks up and it still picked up in the algorithm. And I was talking to like three people like, here's like, you know, maybe a baby version of the skip. And it popped off and it has like 11K views. I'm like, son of a bitch. I put so much effort in the other things. This was a straight up <laughs> yeah. just raw recording, like no camera. Just like. That's so funny. So yeah, you know, you could go like over here, just do this. You know, I turn this on. It makes it easier for me. And I'm like, this is no effort. Come on. Let me be rewarded yeah. for my effort, please. Yeah. And, and I do think that like to blowing up as a content creator, it, you know, you can do all of like, you can try and manipulate the algorithm all you want. You can and try and put a lot of work into content, try putting out consistent content. I am fully convinced there there is also a heavy element of luck involved in all that. Oh, 100%. Too. Yeah. Like like there's just an element of of luck. Like sometimes something like you put you put the right thing out at the right time to the right people and just blew up on Reddit or something and now you're like internet famous, but I uh yeah. I used to think of streaming almost as buying a lottery ticket every time you hit go live because like <laughs> hey maybe you'll just you'll get raided that day it'll be good 
and you know some days it'll just be you know a average another day clocking in but there, yeah. i mean there's so much wrong with that i don't even <laughs> need to unpack that but oh man like when i first started getting into streaming i mean i'll, I'll own this entirely like there were times where um you know if, if like a big hollow night streamer was live and i could tell they were getting close to ending i was like oh shit like i'm gonna quickly go live and hope they raid me Oh yeah, and it would I mean, it would work sometimes mm -hmm. too. Like I I would get away with it. Like th th there's a heavy element of, you know, just I'll say when I was at the, like back when I was doing the biggest numbers I did on Twitch, like I was probably averaging like somewhere between forty and fifty viewers a stream. What it really came in hindsight, what it really came down to was consistency. Like every single mm -hmm. day, I was live at the exact same time for the exact same schedule, like Monday through Friday like 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m., 9 p.m. every day. And that that gave me a lot of success. But, I mean, as anybody who's a, an adult listening to me say that schedule is probably thinking, like, that's not sustainable. Yeah. Like, it's especially on top of a full-time job and everything. Like, it, it's really unsustainable to do that. And I burnt out hard. But th I that can't consistency do it. Yeah, and schedule I've, helps. Like, it, it's very much known that, yeah, consistency and doing it just same time letting people know like this is what you do it's so hard i tried for like a couple weeks one time even just all right it's gonna be 7 30 i'm going live like here's the discord thing let me preset a schedule this is what we're <laughs> gonna do and i made it like three days i think and i'm like sorry i'm late oh i gotta cancel today but it's just because life you know and i think i just right. again in the case of i didn't want it that much it's like i want to enjoy the things that i want to enjoy and i'm not gonna force myself to do something for the sake of it yeah and i like all this said i can totally see how it's a full-time job for some people like oh yeah like, much much like you know like an office job like you're on a schedule you have to you know you have people paying subscriptions they're not going to keep paying subscriptions if you're not providing content mm -hmm. um you know all, all these all these things to take into consideration um yeah and there's so many different like nowadays especially like there's youtube there's tiktok there's instagram reels and like the people who are really successful they're pushing content daily on like all those platforms and kudos to them i couldn't do it i, I just like <laughs> you know well, that's like, the dream for, for you me, get big enough that you can just make somebody else do the hard work someone, you just right. yeah <laughs> yeah you just be the and face. it's hard to get there and oh, I, yeah. I, I think it's a lot one of, in a million for sure yeah it, it's so rare like it, it's hard to explain because like most people who aren't really into streaming, speedrunning, etc., you know, they know the big names. Like they know who Ninja is. They know who Dr. Disrespect is. Like these people getting thousands of viewers. It's really hard to explain to those people that if you're a streamer consistently getting like 20 to 30 viewers, that's really good. Oh, yeah. You're in the like, top 1%. Like, yeah. If, if like analytically anyway, that, that's really, really, really good. Like that's damn good. You know, so I try and keep that all in the perspective, along with the fact that, again, like for, for me, it's it's it is. And I always want to be just a fun hobby. I don't want it to be mm -hmm. something that stresses me out or causes grief. But at the same time, um, you know, it, it's also not fun streaming to nobody. Like, yeah, I, I mentioned before, like primarily I'm a Hollow Knight speedrunner, and that's like 99 percent of my followers follow for Hollow Knight content. And there was that few months of break where like i was streaming mostly destiny or balloons I mean, there were times i'd stream for two hours get like three total messages in my chat and as much as i say i don't care and it's a hobby like that can be disheartening sometimes too it's like oh, oh man, yeah. people don't actually enjoy me and my content they just want hollow night um 
I had to get over that real quick and just kind of accept, yeah, that's that's the reality. I'm an internet stranger to these people. Like <laughs> they're here for the Hollow Knight content. <laughs> oh, it's it's definitely it's really hard. And I especially I mean, I've switched games a couple of times. Which granted, I think Hollow Knight in this I'm not saying, you know, it's some cheat code for streaming or anything like that, sure. but it is a very perfectly sized medium for smaller streamers, I think, since it's not oversaturated but it also has a loyal fan base. So it helped me grow a lot, I think, as a streamer. But I was very scared because I just played it casually after I was like kind of mm. burnt out of my other speed game. And then I just, I really liked the game. So that's when I learned the runs and stuff. Yeah, and it helped I, my stream I think a lot. you kind of hit, you kind of hit the nail on the head there, I think, because Hollow Knight's really in that like perfect middle ground where there's a big enough community where you are going to get people watching you, but it's not so big that you have a ton of competition to get any viewers. Mm-hmm. And people like, it's, like it's first really playthroughs and stuff spot. too. Yeah, for, first playthroughs are great. Like, I, I, even as a, you might find this funny, but like, even as a speedrunner who has beaten the game countless times, you know, close to like thousands of hours, um, I like watching random people on Twitch do their first playthroughs. And like, I'm not the guy sitting there backseat, like, oh, do this. <laughs> like, I, I usually just lurk. Or I might say, hey, good luck or something, but I'm not like, I'm a speedrunner. You should go find me. Like, I'm, I'm not that kind of guy. Just, I genuinely enjoy just seeing how someone who isn't tainted by, you know, losing 7,000 runs enjoys the game. <laughs> like, just that childlike wonder when they find a new, like, a new oh. uh, area to go explore or something. It's like, man, I, I would do anything to have that back. I don't know if you, you caught this, but it cracked me up. I don't, it was so stupid. But Viz for an April Fool's joke was like doing a first playthrough <laughs> of Hollow Knight. Like he's probably got, I'm guessing over 3K hours or something like that. Yeah, he's got if not probably more. even more, yeah. And so to go through is like, huh, oh, what are we doing here? Healing after like every hit and stuff like this. This is content <laughs> gold. Thank you. Please keep it up. I watch it for way longer than I expected to. I was like, oh, yeah, it's funny. That was a solid April Fool's joke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's one of my favorite ones. But yeah, like I, I think it's it's funny when I played th when I casually played through the game, and that, I'm curious to know if other speedrunners feel this way about their game too. Like when I casually play it through, I'm like, this is the greatest game ever made. I can't believe it's only like ten bucks. That like the worlds are amazing, the enemies are cool, like the the progression feels rewarding. And then I started speedrunning it for a while. I'm like. I hate this game. This <laughs> well, game, that's everybody, game. right? Everybody yeah. hates their own <laughs> yeah, right? speed game. It's like this game's poorly made. It's but you're so allowed glitchy. to hate it, right? Yeah. Like after thousands of, of hours, mm -hmm. yeah. I I now have the credentials to say why I hate the game and why I don't think it's good. But yeah, it, it's kind of what you said. It's like that. It's like um that brotherly love where like you know I can I can make fun of this game, but you can't make fun of this game because this game's awesome, <laughs> even though I talk crap about it twenty four seven so do yeah. you i mean obviously you're uh a husband you've got a full-time mm -hmm. job trying to push your own records trying to stream mm -hmm. do you watch speed run related <laughs> content at all like i mean gdq is going on right now do you catch any of that um these days i don't watch as much like general speed running just i used to be like oh i know that game i'll go watch a speed run nowadays it's most like it's probably kind of a chicken and egg problem but most of the people that i've follow on twitch speedrun hollow knight just because the communities i've been involved in how Damn. i've you know come up in in the twitch world um but no i, I watch a lot of speedrunning content um because one it's just enjoyable that like one thing i i want people to take away is you don't need to be a top speedrunner or a top player of a game to get a lot of viewers and have a good time streaming like some of True. my favorite streamers 
are not even near the top of the leaderboards. And in fact, a, a lot of times, um, like this one, right? No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean that, that's why I'm on your show right now. Hey. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like there's a lot of times actually where I can't stand watching some top runners because they're at such a high level that like any small mistakes in the early game, it's like a reset. And like, especially with certain games, it it's super, super high levels. It's like I'm just watching the first 45 seconds to two minutes of this run on repeat for an hour and a half Love and it's almost like not in path reset <laughs> right yeah it's like <laughs> like it, it's at the point that like i've watched so much speedrunning content that like it could be my favorite streamer running my favorite category in hollow knight i don't even care like i can't watch another vengeful spirit split i, I can't <laughs> do it like I've, I've seen so many yeah. i've watched it so many times i've played it so many times like all right, I'm going to go do something else for like three and a half minutes and I'll come back and watch when they're doing interesting things. Yeah, I feel like especially since it kind of transfers over to every category you do in Hollow Knight, the early game is so abysmal. It almost makes resetting like extra painful because it's like it's going through the motions again. Yeah. Yeah. So on the topic of like early game resets, yeah, especially when you're playing the game, there's so many times where like I'll be doing a run um, or doing runs on stream and in my head I'm like i will do anything right now just to get out of early game <laughs> like mm -hmm. i don't care if i'm 20 seconds behind like i just <laughs> i want to play i want to play the rest of the game Imagine you want know? to play like, the game yeah yeah i want to play the game you know I've, I've practiced and worked hard on this entire category and i would like to get out of the first seven minutes of the run please so Oof. yeah it, there's definitely an element there's a mental element to early game resets and i feel like it's once you get into those reset loops where you're just resetting over and over and over again, I feel like it can be very hard to mentally break out of them. Oh, yeah, which I feel like that's also hard to to just be like, you know what? Today's not the day and calling it, especially right. if it's like fairly early. But I think for longevity, of course, it seems like the smart thing to do. But how do you just be like, well, why don't I just play better? Right. And, yeah, it's like like, well, what frustrates me in my head when I'm in those moments is I I'll know like. I know I'm better than I'm playing right now. And there's mm -hmm. a sense of embarrassment. Like there's 20 people watching me suck right now. <laughs> like I got to step it up. Um, but yeah, the, the, there's definitely an element to me of like, just, just playing the game. And the, that's kind of the approach I've taken since I've come back to hot since, since I've come back to hollow Knight. It's just, I don't really care what my time is. I'm just having fun playing the game. Like I, I've invested countless hours into being good at this game. I want to I want to enjoy the fruits of my labor instead of being frustrated and just resetting and not enjoying myself. You're the retiree on the golf course right now. <laughs> I, I know that's how I feel sometimes. Like I'm I'm the old retired guy in the community. I'm old enough mm. for it. That's how it feels. Yeah, like I um I, I I joked on my stream one time that in a lot of communities, like in a lot of gaming communities, there will be a kid like 15 16 years old who's just tearing everything up like i used to see this in starcraft all the time like there'd be a kid like like this kid's only 15 years old i'm like yeah like i'm not impressed like they don't have a job they don't have responsibilities <laughs> like like but you know what impresses me find me like the 45 year old man with two kids a full-time job like like find me that guy who's like at the top of his game that'll yeah, impress that's so me. sick mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. like that's the guy i want to cheer for <laughs> oh i mean granted it you know it's still impressive for the 15 year olds but 
I think a no, lot of sure. I've almost pre John myself where I'm like, well, you know, maybe if I was just younger, like maybe it could be better. And I try to not and <laughs> but man, is it kinda easy to hold on to that? It's like, well, you know, I had to go to work all day, which you know, I've been unemployed for a little bit now, so I got no sure. excuse, but Yeah, I think for me, um I've just I've had to accept that as I've aged, I have to approach gaming differently. Because I've played, I've been like a quote gamer, I guess you can say, since I was like six, seven years old. Like there's pictures of me playing the original Nintendo at, at three years of age on my mom's lap, you know. Um, and as I've aged, like my hands, my wrists just can't take a lot of the same like constant use and wear and tear it they used to. Um, same with shooting games. Like I, I can definitely tell from when I was in like high school, early college. I don't have the same reflexes anymore. Yeah. Like those are kind of dwindling away. So I, I have to find different ways to approach the game. And you know, I, I kind of try and use like what, what I know mentally about things now, like just as a more grown, mature person, you know, hopefully I can handle my emotions and my mental state better than I did at 16, 17, 18. Now as like a, a 30 year old man. Um, and I think that aspect kind of gives me, um, I don't know if I'll say an edge, but it, it gives me some sort of benefit when speedrunning that you know, I, I can just control myself a little bit better than I used to when I was younger, even though I don't have you know, the dexterity and the reflexes that a younger Alex probably would have. If you've made it this far, hope you're enjoying the episode. While I have your attention, if you really like it, be sure to rate the episode five stars on Spotify or whatever audio platform you may be on. And hey, the channel moved to a YouTube channel all on its own, so it lost all of its subscribers. So try and give it a subscription. I'd appreciate it very much. Thank you. And now back to the episode. So yeah, why why is it that you run one two two one or the the down patch versus the latest patch of Hollow Knight? For anybody that may yeah. be looking at the leaderboard, seeing what it's split, what's the difference? Yeah. So, for, from a general perspective, just for people who aren't familiar with Hollow Knight, um, patch one two two one is just like the it's it's probably the most stable patch that has a lot of the speed tech that speedrunners like and are accustomed to. Um, things like inventory dropping, lever skips, um, more recently discovered like wall cling storage tech, all, all things like that that are just patched out of later patches of the game um so that's like the general overview of why a lot of people play in one two two one for me one of the personal reasons i switched over to one two two one actually is if you go back to you know when i first started playing the game i was doing latest patch and the competitive part of me was looking at all the other top like the people that were considered top runners whose names kept coming up and like who do you think is the best runner and i'm like they're all people running one, two, two, one. And I, I kind of just accepted. I'm never going to get in those conversations if I don't run the same patch that like directly competes with these people to put up times that can be compared to. So it was a lot of my competitive side. Like I want to be taken. I mean, some people, some people might disagree with this, but I think, um, especially in, 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 the modern state of Hollow Knight where latest patch runners are like much more optimized now and it's seen as a more legitimate um, patch back then, like no serious runners were touching current patch. Like it, it wasn't a thing. It was like a LOL. I'm a top runner and I'm just going to go <laughs> run current patch real quick to see what happens. Like it, it, it was, it, it was just no, there was no competitive element to it back in, you know, 2020. 
So for me, that was the biggest reason I switched to one, two, two, one back then is like, I wanted to be taken seriously as a competitor. I wanted my times to be up there competing directly with other top runners and, and get my name in that competitive um, ring. Which I, the way I've seen it anyway, as well, some that kind of helps is that inherently more tech just means a higher skill ceiling, which is very cool as, as well. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Like, but there's there's definitely ups and downs to to both. Like, I've done a little bit yeah. of both, but primarily focused on latest patch for honestly convenience. And yeah, like latest patch definitely like like it is a noticeable difference how how much smoother the game runs on later patches. Mm -hmm. Um, how much better the input handling is. Like, the game is overall more polished and better. So it kind of stinks that we have to sacrifice a lot of those things to get some of our fancy speed tech, but. It's a sacrifice most people just make. Thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Job ain't done. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, Have you ever thought yeah, about... It... Oh, sorry. You go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ramble. Don't even worry about me. <laughs> have you ever thought about learning a new game? Like, Do you ever think that your time might have come for Hollow Knight? Honestly, yeah. All, all the time. Um, Anything stick like... out to you? <sighs> Not really. I mean, I'm sure I'll at least dabble with Silk Song if it ever comes out, if it's even a real game. Oh, right. Uh, I forgot this is a Hollow Knight interview. Are you going to speedrun Hollow Knight Silk Song? It, it's really fun. The game Actually, you um, never played? <laughs> I have a bot yes no? in my, um, like, I wrote my own Twitch bot. I'm a, I'm a software engineer professionally, and, like, I just, I know there's a million bots out there that are way better than the one I wrote, but just to as a you hobby. Want, though, which is... Yeah, I just wanted to write, like, just because it, it was a fun project. And I actually have it such that if anybody mentions Silk Song in a in a message, it will sponge mock your text. If you know what that is like, yeah, you know the, the capital lowercase, capital yeah, lowercase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it'll like if if your message contains Silk Song, it'll do that to your message and repeat it back in chat. That's awesome. So, yeah. So I mean, Celeste appealed to me for a while um, until I learned that it destroyed my hands. Um, <laughs> that just it's a very input yeah. intensive game. Um, you know, I've thought about getting into like destiny speedruns maybe I, I i mean that's a stretch but i've thought about it just because i have more hours in destiny than any other game like way more than hollow knight even i just don't stream it as much because no one really watches it um but yeah i i think any game i speedrun at this point it's it's gonna have to just with where i am in life and the things i do it can't be something that's gonna take like countless hours of time to even complete a run it's got to be something short it's got to be something enjoyable yeah which is hard to find as well it is yeah and like hollow knight kind of fits that that mold for me especially because i've already invested so much time um but no i mean i'm sure there's other games out there i'll i'll toy with casually like no matter how much i tell myself or try and walk away from a speed game um there, that competitive edge in me always just comes back and i want to keep pushing myself so do you ever find now, especially as your time is more valuable as a resource, have you kind of shifted your mentality towards casually gaming at all? Honestly, yeah. Like, and, and I think you can see that in a lot of like, like when I stream balloons and other things, like just very casual, relaxing games. Because, um, you know, it's it's not even just the time element that I don't have time. Um, that is part of it, but with the little time I do have to game a lot of times, I don't want it to be a stressful experience. Like I want it to be a, mm -hmm. like, man, I just worked all day, then cleaned up my dog's poop off the carpet and, <laughs> you know, had to 
you know, go run to Home Depot to get stuff for my garden. Like with, with you know, in those like two hours that I get to game before I go to bed, like I, I want to enjoy that. I want it to be relaxing and like wind me down. I don't want it to, you know, I don't want to get more riled up and frustrated with that. So there's definitely an element to me that um, even, and I know this sounds weird. I've even thought more about like, are there more casual ways to speed run Hollow Knight? Like, could I do more meme categories that are just fun and kind of treat them as like pseudo just chatting streams? Yeah. Like, you know, just change categories, do something new. Um, so yeah, to, to answer that question directly. Yeah, I've totally thought about it. And casual gaming is definitely, it's, it's where I come from mostly. I mean, I'm, I've always been a competitive person, but yeah. I've uh, especially when I was like deep into very uh, connected where I wanted to do runs and stuff like that. I found it. I couldn't just boot up a new game like I, I had a Steam library that was just building like, oh, new release. And like, I'll get to him eventually, get to him eventually. And it almost just like killed my drive to even want to. I was like, yeah, but I could, you know, I got, got to practice uh, P5. Got to, got to yeah, seriously. whatever. <laughs> my um, I think like. God, I want to say it was my birthday last year, like almost a year ago now or something. My brother got me Hades as like a gift. Mm -hmm. Still haven't opened it. No, like, it's, it, it's, it's hard to explain to people just like the stress of like starting a new game. Yeah, right it, it's hard. And then even more <laughs> yes. for me, at least anyway, maybe age. I don't know. But I don't finish anything is the problem yeah. I have, too. It's like, all right, I've got a new piece of candy over there that I'm not touching. I haven't finished this one. Like, yeah, it's just no, too I, much. I totally get where you're coming from. Right, there's so many good games. Like Hades is an amazing game from mm -hmm. everything I've heard. Like I should play it, but I'm just like every I've time I it sit for down, an hour. Like, I so I yeah. feel you there because everybody tells me, "Oh, Hades <laughs> is incredible, like one of the best games of the year." I'm like, I'll play it eventually. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll get around to it. Yeah. I, I did one run through. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Right. I've I've heard it's a great game. I'll play it at mm -hmm. some point. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think casual gaming is. Um, I think it's important to speed running because it's it's really easy. Uh, especially if you're a very competitive runner to get caught up in like the the stress of having to practice and grind and work. And I think it's important to to reconnect with that love for gaming that gets most people into speedrunning in the first yeah. place. Yeah. Who would have thought you play the game long enough that you can't play any other game? Seriously, right? It's it feels that way sometimes, you know? Like I, I put in this investment, I've got to get I've got to get my uh my worth out of it. Now, broader speedrun sense, do you have any games that you like to watch the run for, but you know you would never run yourself? Yes. Um, well, I shouldn't say never. I don't think I'd ever run it again, but I like watching Celeste runs. Oh, yeah, really Celeste cool. is um, great. I like watching Mario speedrun, like Super Mario 64. Mm -hmm. I love watching those. Um, what other games? I actually still sometimes like watching like old school, like original, like original Nintendo, like Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario Brothers 3 speedruns. Oh, yeah. Now like, talk about um, short and insanely optimized. Those are yeah, it's like, crazy. Someone just beat it by two milliseconds, like yeah. two hundred milliseconds. Huge. Like measuring the frames after mm -hmm. the runs to see. Yeah, like there's um man, there, there's this uh Mario Super Mario Brothers three speedrunner Mitch Flower Power. It's crazy. I've been watching that guy probably for like ten years. Um, oh, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I like oh Super Metroid. I like watching Super Metroid mm -hmm. speedruns. Like I watch Zos. I take your friend of just Metroidvanias in general. Then, yeah, I, I really am. Um, like my first Metroidvania was probably Metroid Fusion, like in middle school for Game mm -hmm. Boy Advance. That was a great game. Um, yeah, it, it's 
I think Metroidvanias are such good speed games because I think they have a lot of the elements I look for. And it's like, you know, we talked about things like you're getting that lower health. percent to beat a game. Yeah, and... like there's different percentages you can go for. Mm. Um, you know, there, there's max completion, lowest completion, any percent, um, all collectibles, stuff like that. Um, there's that most of them have a healthy amount of RNG. You know, we talked earlier about how how that can add to a speed game. Um, you know, there's sequence breaks and skips that are just naturally a part of most Metroidvanias. And I think those make for really interesting um, speed running elements. Like with one thing I find with Hollow Knight especially is it's really, really exciting when there's a route change. When someone discovers like, oh, like, man, if we do this big route change, it actually saves 10 seconds over the old route or 15 seconds mm -hmm. over the old route. In a lot of games, that's just like not ever an option. Like, at least not big route changes like that. Like there might be yeah, new strats sure. or something, but you know, it's like these are the levels of the game that you have to play through. Like there's no way around that. Um, so I especially, man, like I I can't even imagine what it's like trying to route like one twelve percent in Hollow Knight. This I is actually this is my biggest like. pet peeve. I was so mad at my timing on everything. <laughs> I first choose to learn one twelve. I finally am like, you know what? I've done like two runs. I think I get it. Boom, fluke revolution. <laughs> All right, start learning that. Yeah. Boom, scruffy fluke revolution. Yeah. All right, I'm starting to learn that. All right, dash master fluke revolution. I'm like, no, it Boom, keeps changing. Pantheons. And I can't remember anything <laughs> because I have eight brain. It's bad. Yeah, no, dude, I, I know the so feeling. Long. Yeah, and that was another thing I, I found as I was as I started running the game for a while. Like when I first started out, it's like any tiny new thing I want to learn, I want to get it. And then after a while, like as a more experienced speedrunner now with so much muscle memory built up and everything, I'd see someone do a new movement or strat. And like, if that doesn't save at least like a full second, I'm not bothering. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's not worth it. You lose that by like, just like hitting the wrong way yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not like, I'm not undoing like three years of muscle memory Oof. for a point for a point one time save. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care that much. <laughs> And that's see, you just don't want it that much. <laughs> I don't. No, no, you're totally right. I don't uh, like uh, the the new generation. They can have it. Mm -hmm. They can they can have all the top times. Do you ever yeah. see yourself potentially doing a completion category like 106, 112? Dude, I would love to honestly. And the the only thing that worries me is like if I do 112, like for for most mortal humans that's like a four hour real-time speed run like mm -hmm. if, like yeah for people who don't know like when you look at times on hollow Knight boards those are loadless times where like we remove the time for loading screens so real time like an average hollow Knight play like even like a, a decent hollow Knight speedrunner that just picks up 112 probably gonna be like a four hour run in real time it's like do i have four hours to just sit and do a run like as much as i'd love to do higher completion categories I could see maybe 106. Yeah, 106 seems <clears throat> cool. Like I, I started learning true honest, ending, which is the big no. one. Well, yeah, and there's 107 for that too, which I know um some people do. 107 is mm -hmm. a cool category. But I, I, I picked up true ending actually, because there was the recent community tournament for the true ending tournament. Um and I was doing a lot of commentary for that category just because I had like I'd never run true ending in my life, but I just have a good general knowledge about the game and you know how how the mechanics of the game work. And I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to commentate high level races, I should at least run the category. <laughs> and even that category, Good like on an you for hour, doing it. Yeah, I know, right? And it was fun. It, it was nice to come back to. But even that category, like an hour and ten minutes, I'm like, this this is like pushing the length of 
how long I want to spend doing a speed run at one time. Yeah, I, uh, uh. I originally when I was like my first year or two of doing runs, like my ideal length is like forty to fifty minutes. Yeah, that's a great length. Mm-hmm. It's like what, what was your uh, what was your first speed game? Uh, Crash Two of the. Uh, I think you mentioned that earlier. Yeah. yeah, and I moved on to Spyro, and because they're kind of like cousins of each other, so. Mm-hmm. Plus, I, I played nice. the HD one, so they're very like accessible. Like you can play pretty much on any computer or anything like that, which was nice. Right. Yeah. And then and, you curse oh, yourself with one twelve percent. I Hollow did. Night. I did. <laughs> I started as just you know the the lowly any percent runner on current patch and i like i like that a lot and then gidge told me to do down patch of all skills which oh my talk about things that i feel unresolved on i've gotten so much better at the game and my times are so dog on those categories i'm like i need to i need to do those again but also i'm like eh, do i need to do those again i don't know so i find that a lot too like when i come back to categories a lot of the time it's because I've gotten just better at the game as a whole. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed by that time. I got to go fix that time. I don't want people looking at the leaderboards. Thank you are telling me now I do have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, teach me wall yeah. clean storage, please, and I'm in. God, I'll, I'll, I'm the worst person to help you with that, but I can, I can try. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I actually, I love movement tech. It's one of my like highest motivators in just. Yeah. I mean, any game really, but especially in the speed games, I'm like. I think that looks so sick. Like, especially mm-hmm. I see it out of transitions, like out of Soul Sanctum and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't know yeah. how you do that though. Hmm. Well, then even um, you know, when, when we discovered like Blue Lake wall cling storage, for example, yeah. like every casual casual viewer at the time, you know, who doesn't spend their life watching, like in the Hollow Knight speedrunner Discord watching stuff, like, oh my god, that looks so cool. How do you do that? Like that stuff. That stuff's fascinating to me. It is. You know, it's I, so I, cool. I love tech. All right, I think we should probably start getting to about our closing. I've yeah, got sure. a few more questions for you then. Uh, yeah, wanna... we, we can rapid fire them out. I've been doing a lot of talking. <laughs> <laughs> want to start off, I've got a, a borrowed recurring segment. So I have right. the previous guest ask a question to our next guest. And this one's coming all the way from a time machine that I had to go re-listen <laughs> to the VOD and figure out what it was. Sure. But And, you know, very relevant. What is your favorite type of pasta? Favorite type of pasta... Oh man, uh, probably penne. Oh, I don't really? really have a good reason. Yeah, don't have a great reason. I just like the shape of like penne. So I actually, when I was in high school, I worked yeah. for very much minimum wage as a line cook at an Italian restaurant, and one of my favorite things to cook was penne alla vodka, only because you got to set it on fire and I'm like, and it tastes delicious. Nice. <laughs> Setting things on fire is always yeah, fun. very simple pleasures. Uh, do you have a question for our next guest? I can think of one. I've been tossing some around in my head because I, I know like that's a we can circle you back do. if you're not ready. Yeah, I'm between like two or three in my head. Let's circle back and I'll, I'll think of a good one here. All right. If you had to leave the listeners with one piece of advice, what would you tell them? Things if be about you want life, get... running, anything. Yeah, sure. I mean. I'll, I'll keep it in the context of speed running because, you know, it's a speed running podcast, but this does apply to, I think, anything in life. Just it's OK to do things in life just for fun. Like it's OK to pick up a hobby or a, or a new skill or something without any intent of like being a top performer and just enjoying it for the sake of enjoying it. And I think that leads to a pretty happy life. 
it's I found it anyway. It's really easy to try and muddy that and like how mm -hmm. can I make some sort of profitability or uh, I guess advancement off of something that you invest your time into. So it's hard to just act like purely enjoy something. So yeah, definitely trying that every day. I mean, it took me a while to, to realize that, like, because as a, as a younger person, I, I felt very stressed, like I had to be the best or near the top of every single thing I did. And just one, that's just, it's not sustainable. And two, it's, it, it's, I think it's hard to enjoy things when you're trying so hard to just always be good for the sake of being good. Um, yeah, just that that's my advice to anybody just to do things in life that just make you happy for the sake of enjoying them and having a good time. I think that's beautiful. Thank you. Now, how can listeners support you in your work? Yeah, sure. So um, I don't have like a vanity discord URL, but it's pretty easy to find. Like if you go to my Twitter, that's probably the my Twitter is probably the best place to support me. Um, Twitter, just it's just twitter.com slash rhino feeder. Pretty easy to find me. Which, yeah, um, it'll be in the description. Yeah. And, you know, if you're listening on audio sources, then, of course, you can find it. Yeah, and then of course, obviously my Twitch, twitch.tv slash rhino feeder. Um, my stream schedule is pretty inconsistent to be honest, but I do stream fairly often. It's inconsistent but frequent. Um, Consistently you know, inconsistent, in. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. You know, pop in. Um, streams are always pretty chill. I'm always happy to see new people come in and hang out. So, but those are probably the two biggest places you can support me, and you know, you'll find my Discord through there. And what's the immediate future looking like? What are you working on right now, as far as stream stuff goes? As far as stream stuff goes, um, I really want to push my any percent time down quite a bit in Hollow Knight. That's that's my goal right now. Um, I, I think I could probably shave, like comfortably shave like another 20 seconds off my current time. So that's probably my goal right now. So if you come to my, my stream, 90% chance that's the type of content you're going to see for the foreseeable future. And yeah, uh, if it's not, still go stop by. I mean, hear more yeah. great talks like this. Yeah, Saturday mornings, I always, for anybody who has any interest in Bloons Tower Defense 6, um, Saturday mornings, I always stream myself doing the boss events, which is a so nice little fun. Backseaters, come and give your best advice. <laughs> that's, that's right, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Everybody loves backseating, yeah. That's about all I've got for you. Is there anything you wish that we covered that I have not? No, not really. But I do still have to ask my question to your next guest. Mm -hmm. I, I did think of one. All right. Yeah, not, nothing really that we didn't. I, I think it, I had a good time just chatting, hanging out, getting to talk a bit about speed running and my journey with it. And my yeah, life thank you bit. again yeah, so much for coming time. on. I, I truly Dude, love doing yeah. this. So hearing this sort of stuff is just always fascinating to me. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you do this. I'm excited to keep watching your show and who comes on next. Well, thanks. And yeah. yeah, speaking of, I need more people in the future. So <laughs> inquire, Twitter, Discord, Twitch, whatever. Yeah, I, I can definitely send some people your way and give them some positive reviews. Um, but yeah, the, the question I have for your next viewer is what song have you been listening to the most recently? Oh, that's a good one. What's been your on repeat lately? Oh, man. Um, I recently found this artist, Aries who's a rapper, and mm -hmm. I've been listening to the song Sayonara by him a ton. It, All it's right, really I'll have to song. add it to a playlist for yeah. me to peep. <laughs> yeah. Spelled like you would like, expect Aries? Yeah, A-R-I-E-S, and then okay. Sayonara. Like my, how you'd expect that to be spelled, yeah. I've been listening to that song a ton lately. 
because I find a lot of music when I stream, I I pick random playlists that like aren't mine, like just random curated Spotify playlists, and I find some good music doing that. Oh my goodness! I I'm also just realizing I feel very foolish for it. Almost uh, something oh I definitely want to dive into because I think it's I mean very cool. I have time. Very in, I have time. Very much shows off you as a person, and. Spoiler, I think I'm hinting towards music a little bit, but uh, do you have any other hobbies outside of speedrunning? Yeah, I mean, my guitar is right here. Mm -hmm. um, my saxophone is in its case on the ground right below it. And then I'm, my, you can't, no, it's in my living room right now, but I have a keyboard too. I know how to play piano a little bit. So I play a few instruments, not as actively as I used to, but yeah, that's probably one of, like music's always been a huge part of my life. And I actually, a lot of things I've learned from music and practicing music could definitely cross over into my approach to speed running believe it or not oh in which ways um i've got the creativity of a brick so i'm always like oh, <laughs> sure i'm a good muse though you know I'll yeah particularly about like how i'll practice a skip or a trick that's bugging me like um trying to think of an example but more or less just the way like I'll try and like, okay, I'm going to practice this one skip over and over again. Okay, now I finally got it. Now I'm going to go back like into the lead up to that skip and practice this over and over and over again. And that's kind of how I practice music. Like if there's a difficult section in a piece I'm trying, like, like I'm going to play just the, like literally I would break things down sometimes. Like I'm going to play these three notes over and over again. And then, okay, like let's add the fourth note. And okay, like now let's go back two measures and lead into it and slowly progress like that. And I definitely approach speed running with the same mentality about how I build into like doing full segments and full runs. Have you been playing since you were a kid? Yeah, I've been playing. I've been playing piano since I was five, but I I was very inactive with that for most of my life. Um, so my main instrument is definitely my saxophone. I've been playing that since I was nine. Um, I went to college with a scholarship for playing that. Like, oh in wow! The, like, yeah, yeah. I, pl I play in my college's jazz ensemble. It wasn't a music school at all. Like, I went to school for physics and computer science, but. Um, I just played in the jazz ensemble just because it was something fun to do. It gave you better, me better. Get someone to help it. pay the bill while doing yeah. something you actually like. Right, and like it wasn't a crazy scholarship or anything for how expensive college is, but like right. it, it was like, like you said, I was getting paid to do something I would have done absolutely just done for free anyway because it was fun. I got to meet cool people. But yeah. Do you play like with people nowadays, or is it mostly as a like self? Yeah, mostly as a self. Like call it. I, I mostly play by myself. Yeah. Like, um, you know, like I'll, I'll throw my head, like literally like music is the reason I have open ear headphones here. Like you can see if I tilt my uh, head, mm -hmm. like, like it's, it's, it's so much easier to hear myself. Um, like, cause I, you know, I can throw on headphones, throw on a YouTube track, grab my instrument, just play along and I can still hear myself well. Um, but every once I have some friends that are really, really musically talented and every once in a while they'll come over and like jam and stuff. But most mostly just as a hobby in my room still. <laughs> I've definitely so I've kicked myself twice like twice in my life now when I was growing up. I was yeah. oh I wanna I wanna do something musical and I learned how to like read at least uh treble and bass and right. uh, started to learn a couple instruments, but you don't use it, you lose it, at least in my case. And so Very I've never much. actually stuck with it. Nowadays I'm like, I wish so badly I could just learn to play piano <laughs> just like that. And it's something that you yeah, have to invest a lot of time into, I think. Seriously, yeah, you, you really do. Like, and I mean, it's hey, it's it's not too late to learn if you get the yeah, urge. I know, I know, plenty of people in their adult life who picked up piano and are like pretty decent now. So. I still think Never I might. I just want to want to get to a spot where I feel like, oh, I 
I'm making excuses, but <laughs> sure. I'm making excuses. I'm like, yeah, I will one day. Yeah, well, one day, right? Definitely. You can start mm -hmm. anytime. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you again for your time. That's all I have for you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I mean, I'm happy this worked out. It's been a great time. Yeah, and uh, I, don't, I don't have anything left to add. You were a great guest. Yeah. I appreciate you for coming on, and especially, <laughs> I mean, it didn't seem like you were hesitant at all with things, so appreciate the openness. Yeah, that yeah, no problem. Anytime, anytime. And I'll be I'll definitely be referring people to you to help you get some more uh some more people to do this too. Well, thanks. Everybody, uh if you don't already know Rhino, then you're crazy if you know me and you don't know <laughs> Alex, but yeah, give a follow, go say hi, be nice, and I will see you all next episode in 2 weeks. See you. Bye. Bye everyone.